Now the shotgun start in golf is full of mathematics. Um, there's a lot of a lot of setup work that we have to do in order to make a tournament work. So I'm going to demonstrate to you just exactly how we do a shotgun start here. And here we go. All right, all right, all right. Gentlemen, start your Greetings and welcome to a Wednesday edition of the Shotgun Start. It is August 23rd. Andy, how we doing? Brendan, I am uh I've just been laser focused on the FedEx Cup playoffs and this week's tour championship. Are you? What do you mean? Why why what do you, it seems like you're saying you're not with that statement. It no, like I just I just loved all the, you know, inter, the interludes and in the J and the J talk of of the focus of the players on the players have just been focused on the FedEx Cup playoffs and the tour championship. Nothing else. This I not a I am just like the players. I have I've have nothing else going on in my life. Uh and I am just I'm I'm laser focused. That's we're here. We made it to the Super Bowl. The Super Bowl of the sport. What better way to demonstrate? <laughs> That's per the Saudis or per the live lawyers, the live, the bumbling live lawyers of Gibson Dunn billing out you know $1,500 an hour or whatever they do. Sorry. I don't know what exact figures, but that was the great hearing. Just a reminder of how far we've come. Basically, this time last year, we were just you know, aghast at some of these these uh, injunction hearings for Tillor to play in Memphis and things like that. And and the announcement of the designated events at a joint press conference, more or less, with Rory McIlroy here in Atlanta last year and full swing getting Andy Pazder talking with him about, you know, Patrick Cantley being upset about a mandatory. And of course, a lot's changed in that year, maybe with with all those parties I just mentioned, um, uh, Pazder included, who's no longer with the tour. But I think to demonstrate our laser focus on the tour championship, what better way to start Super Bowl week than a ton of feedback we got on Scandinavia? Relations. Oh, yes. I think we got a lot of perspectives <laughs> on this. It's like really great, really interesting topic. I'm fascinated by has absolutely nothing to do with golf unless you, you know, we can tie it in loosely to Victor Hovland's win. Um, but we got some great stuff. Multiple perspectives here. Uh, this is a Swedish perspective. People will remain nameless, uh, you know, for their own well-being. Yeah, we uh, don't want we don't want any any uh, Finns coming after them. No, we, we don't want to get anybody. Uh, well, we got one Norwegian perspective that was uh, you know dragging up yeah, you know mid-century conflicts that 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 has there's some sus, uh, suspicion. The Norwegians have of, of the Swedes, I would say, of, of past wow. conflicts, uh, maybe some animosity <laughs> and, and sort of some deep seated, uh, yeah, suspicion that goes back many decades. I've but always, I've Swedish always wanted to know more about Scandinavia. You know, it's great. I think it's a, this is fascinating. Fellowship is true generally within Sweden, Norway, and Denmark, and they all hate the Finns, whose language is basically Russian. However, their rivalries. This is from the Swedish perspective. Swedes are jealous of Norwegians' money. They're an oil state flush with cash and not a part of the European Union, therefore. 
Swedes are dominant in sports, hockey, soccer, golf, curling. So they carry a lot of confidence. Nobody trusts the Danes in business. It is more <laughs> hateful rivalry to those in the South. Swedes again dominate in sports, except for men's football for Denmark currently. But Denmark, you know, has a spot in, in sports against the Swedes, but which really pisses them off. Iceland is the equivalent to American Samoa, to the Swedes at least. It's not relevant, except in Eurovision. Norway is generally not a threat in sports, but so Swedes root for Hovland under the quote-unquote fellowship concept we started this with. They probably would not do the same if he was Danish, though. So there's a lot of animosity towards the Danes, it appears. The piss bear and the folks. We need like a whole flow Uh, chart here. (laughs) I know, that's right. However, the Swedes are being nice to Hovland right now, but secretly probably rooting for Aberg to take the PGA Tour by storm and pass Hovland or beat him by winning a major first, and they will take great pride pride in putting it toward the Norwegians and Hovland. Uh, And then he worked out sort of a Big Ten Scandinavian comps where Illinois might be Iceland, the irrelevant (laughs) one, as as uh, he noted earlier. Uh, Come on! There's a lot going on here. (laughs) And Rutgers... Uh, that was, that was better a than Finland shot. being Rutgers. <laughs> Here's another Rutgers one is Finland. This is from, <laughs> I guess, I guess, and, and I, Illinois. I God, that well, was just still being worked that was out. Such a cheap Here's shot. That was such a cheap shot at Illinois. I don't know. Uh, here's another one we got from the Norwegian perspective. This is from someone who was in the in Norway this year uh, and got got it from a Norwegian listener can corroborate. Hopefully, uh, this guide in, in Norway, kayak guide in Norway, came up with this. Norwegians are never wrong. Everyone always thinks they're an expert on everything. The Swedes have a French royal family and are idiots, possibly morons, because he said they don't think they're idiots. The Finns are weird and love anything with a motor in it, which is just, we need to unpack that more in a future episode. Anything with a motor in it. And the Danes have a language that even they can't understand, so the other three don't really talk to them. So kind of a symmetry there between the two perspectives about the Danes. Nobody understands what they're saying, and they're kind of on their own out there. So those are those, those are some Scandinavian insights here to get you dialed in for uh, Eastlake and the Tour Champions. Which which Scandinavian um, country do you most uh, feel bond to? It's a good one. I'm not sure yet. Maybe the Swedes having animosity and, and sort of deep-seated like fellowship, but also, you know, would rather dominate you in sports and then throw it in your face. I don't know. It's an interesting one. Um, I, I, Norwegians, I didn't realize, were flush with oil cash. And just uh, you know, yeah. Apparently, if you're like a if you're a Norwegian citizen, you're like a millionaire. Like just being a citizen is like extremely like you're you're very wealthy by just being a citizen. And of course, we know in Sweden you have to become a candy shop owner to achieve such status to be a, a millionaire. You have to be a candy man. Uh, yeah, it's an interesting, interesting dynamic going on up there. That we opened, uh, we opened a whole box of replies on that when we started talking about Scandinavia. Congrats to Victor Hovland on his win. Uh, has a chance to be a much, much more multi-millionaire this week in Atlanta, where he starts at eight under, two shots off the lead. You know, um, I think, I think this is a, this just, is like a Friday episode. We're doing a tournament update. You know, this is your Friday tournament update. By the time, 
the time you listen to this, it'll still be relevant, though, unlike Friday's updates. And, uh, you know, I got to say, I will say, I just think, you know, this this always goes to my contentions and of the of the playoffs is that it's just not like a really a playoff. Right. But I do think like if you were looking at like seeding out the year, they've done like a the, the points do a good job of like getting the players that are relevant for the year at the top. Right. It's just not a playoff, right? It needs just a new name. It's just the end of the season race, right? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. All right. Like, I, if I run down this list, like, you know, like. No, I agree. I don't I don't disagree. Our top four yeah. are Scotty, Victor, Rory, and Rom. Those are the four guys that have been the most relevant this year outside of, like, Brooks, right? Then you got yep. Lucas Glover, Max Homa. Um, I mean, Cantley. I I I don't know how Playoff he's gotten P. here, but he's there. Playoff P. <laughs> he's there. But then you got. I mean, come on, Brian Cantlay, Harman. Like as much as we talk about him, he's had a boatload of par- top fives or top ten. Yeah, like, he's just, made a bunch of money. Now they're not that threatening. Be... They're not threatening top fives. I agree. I agree. I agree. I agree. It's like Patrick Cantlay is like that Hawks team that won like 65 games, but you know, it's just not a threat once a playoff. Coach like, Bud's it's just like team. a different color. There's like, it's like yeah. Al Horford yes. and uh, there's others. Who's their Jeff Teague was their point guard. There are other sports. Yes. Great team. Great regular season team. Uh, but yeah, just got was Josh up. Maybe Smith some on of those that Raptors team? teams. I don't want to just bury it. Ah, he might have been. Yeah, I think it was. They had a great like first like, six or seven, but no dominant star. So, I feel like he wasn't um, on that yeah, team. Yeah, that, that was a good team. Um, He might have been gone by then. Might yeah, I feel like you couldn't win now. 60 games with Josh Smith on your team. <laughs> he was like a seventh man, if I'm guessing, <laughs> by then. But okay. But then you got like Brian Harmon and, and Wyndham Clark, who have been relevant. And Fitzy's obviously there because of last week. So you can kind of throw him out because he just got the big points bump. But then Tommy Fleetwood is, is you know, 10th or 11th. He's been great, great this year. You know, Ricky's in that same bucket, yep. you know? I don't know. I, yep. I just think, I think the points do a good job. But then, you know, at this point, why, why do we have, why do we have this, you know? stagger start what it's the super bowl is what we're saying yeah it's super we should start they don't want two winners they don't want to they don't want a season-long winner plus the they i don't know that became an untenable situation with justin rose up there with the fedex cup and tiger up there with calamity jane it just was not no longer tenable to have (laughs) two and two even though i don't know it's that's just where the way it goes but um Scotty Scheffler's 10 under, Victor Hovland's 8 under, Rory's 7, and then we go to 6, Rom and Lucas Glover, 5. Uh, I think, like, it just, it just, this is such a not spicy take. It just is what it is at this point, whether they change the leaderboard, whether they change the scores, whether they change the the stops, whether they change the amount of events. Um, the FedEx Cup, like... Can we do contender pretender? I don't know, they're a fa- there are flaws in every playoff system. Like I said, 
there are flaws in every playoff system. Sometimes the Major League Baseball team that wins 80 games can win the World Series or 85 games. That's just well, that's but, uh, fine. Yeah, that's I, a playoff. That's what, what happens in playoffs. I'm tired. They qualify and then they can yeah, do something. Ins- like I want, ju- I want to just prove my point with a but little just, contender pretender. We're we're bringing. Well, you just in- shouted about how the point system are correct. Well, it, the it, points are it correct in, in that scenario. The Cardinals wouldn't have a chance. All well, right, here's okay. contender All pretender. Right. All right, the Cardinals did have a chance because they made the playoffs. And you start at scratch. Yeah. You start at zero in every playoff system. All right. Yeah. In this playoff yep. system, we've got we're here. <laughs> contender pretender. I'm gonna I'm gonna go Scotty Scheffler, Victor Hovland, Rory, they're all in the contender bucket, right? Are we doing this analysis with their current position yes, on the leaderboard? Their current or position. They zeroed out their current position. Okay. <laughs> all right. Well, yeah. The, yeah, he's ten shots. He's already ten under. I'd say he's a contender. Okay. All right. Yeah. Is John Rama contender at minus six? Or a pretender? Yes. All right. Is Lucas Glover at minus yes, five? Contender, pretender. Well, a lot of ground to make up. <laughs> and four guys that are already ahead of him. Um, he's a contender. He's a contender. <laughs> no. yeah. I'm going to say Given he's a pretender. He's a pretender. And this is That's why. totally fine. This is I why. I don't I think it's conceivable. For Lucas Glover to beat those four guys by five shots. It is kind of wild how the odds, which, you know, are on the leaderboard now alongside the tee time and their current score. Odds are everywhere. It goes uh, Victor Hovland plus 275, Rory plus 200, Rom plus 500, Lucas Glover plus 2,500. So you go from plus 500 to plus 2,500 really quick down to Lucas Glover. And then that jumps back to Max Homa being 1,600. So so anyways, my uh, point yeah, at, this, is fine. at this is you've got those four guys, Rom, Rory, Hovland, and Scheffler. Like anybody back here, if they beat those four guys in a week, that's like a great, if they beat all four of those guys, they're probably contending to win the tournament. And the likelihood is they're going to beat one of them by like one or two shots, right? Beating all of those guys by six shots. That's the problem. Or five shots yes. is inconceivable. It's it's just not possible. And so uh, you have this I mean, tournament. You can count on Scotty shooting like a 73. That's the heart. But then it's Hovland. Rory you also got to be. Right. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Over catch, four rounds. You have Not to be. You got to catch. You have to catch them. <laughs> you have to beat them and catch them. You have to beat them by a lot. So anyways, what happens with this tournament is it's, it's third. It's We're talking on Tuesday midday right now. And I know. With like pretty pretty good conviction that it's a four horse race, and guess what? One of those horses is going to play bad. I just don't. I don't foresee anybody coming from four under to win. Didn't Rory come from like? Didn't you open with a double last year and come from? He was like ten shots back with yes, you know, seventy one holes to play. Or but he was like only that. two shots back to start. Right. So he went. 
You don't see playoff P at four under, maybe playoff Pat having it just going 63, 65 and immediately being in the mix or something like that. So here's Homer here's a question. He could be in the mix. All right. But here's here's like we're we're gaming out the whole tournament four rounds. Do you think P- playoff P is going to beat Scotty by seven shots? Do you think he'll beat Rory or by uh, Victor by um, five shots, five. Rory by four shots, and John Rahm by three shots this week? I don't think he will. I think it's conceivable. Okay, I think it's possible. It's conceivable. So I don't think you're going to say he's will. a contender. All right, we got five contenders. I don't know about contend. Yeah, I got to throw playoff P in there. You know why? Because he's going to be in that B-dratty sport, uh, and he'll have the advantage on the field in that 101-degree, sweaty-ass Atlanta heat. Um, I think Brian Harmon. Playoff P. Brian Harmon could have that advantage, too. There you go. You know, playoff P. I was playing golf in these conditions. Is this an ad read? Is Beach Ratty our, our advertiser? Yeah, let's just go for okay. it. We're going for All right. it. We well, here we go. Thank let's you, Beach Ratty, for, uh, <laughs> for sponsoring the pod. I was unaware that this pod was sponsored by Beach Ratty, but we're here. Listen. Yeah, we're good. I don't want to throw anybody under the bus, but I was out uh, in, in conditions that these guys like are going to face on Sunday. I was decked out in Dratty Sport. You know who wasn't showing any signs of swamp ass? Me. You know, Andy my playing Johnson. Some of my playing partners weren't decked out in all dratty sport. And you know what? There were some cases of swamp ass. I mean, there were some rampant cases. <laughs> oh, no. So I'm just going to, I'm no. not going to say name names. I'm not going to name brand names. But listen. If you want to, if you if you're in in sweaty weather, and you want to avoid sweaty weather, be dra- or avoid swampy swampiness, swampy nature of your clothes. Be dratty sports the way to go. <laughs> you go to bedratty.com. Use the promo code SGS30. You get thirty percent off that. Uh, I would also recommend just poking around the collegiate section here as college oh, football yeah. gets started. As a BC grad, it pains me pains me to say they posted images of some notre dame stuff they had uh from the warren course in the pro shop there it looked really really good and of course notre dame has a week zero matchup this uh this saturday coming against navy in uh, ireland so as as college football ramps up i don't know these clothes that we we really appreciate we really love whether it's the performance the sweaty boy performance stuff or it's the layering for the fall you can now also, you know, rep your team, so to speak, with some of their collegiate, a lot of SEC schools, some ACC, they've got Clemson, um, we've got Big Ten schools, which, you know, just, I guess is coast to coast at this point. But go to bedratty.com, explore their collegiate, explore their sports section. If you're, you're worried about sweatiness, you know, running into the fall, use the promo code SGS30, and you get 30% off. Uh, okay, any other contender so well, you were just cutting it hard at four well all right so like um i mean do you think brian Harmon can do what he did at the open at a no. so- soggy east lake no i i think he will play well i think he can do well uh but yes it's a lot of bodies to pass with um yeah a, a deficit so this is the problem with the event it's <laughs> 
it's Tuesday, and you you're making a loose argument for five names. Yeah, this is the it's, whole it's argument fair. against is match it, is play. It? Is that it leads to dud dud weekends when there's too few guys on the golf course? Guess what? There's four guys on the golf course wow. that can win for four days. I I, I would say, um, contra to that. The argument to match play is that it could lead to dud Sunday, whereas this feels like it's more manufacturing the possibility for a Sunday between Scotty, Victor, Rory, and Rom. And we kind of got that last year when it was Rory versus Scheffler down the stretch. It's sort of manufacturing um, the guys who've had the best season, the most relevant guys, as you said, the points guys, the points, the most relevant guys this year having an advantage to create something on Sunday, which would be the opposite of what match play, the potential, the, the concern that's stated for match play that you might get, um, you know, whatever, Tom Kim versus Corey Connors or something like that uh, on Sunday. If Scotty, um, if Scotty doesn't win, if Scotty doesn't win, do you, can we say he has the playoff yips? The handicap yips? He's not good at giving shots. That's true. He's just bad. He's just bad in a, a net gross situation. He's just bad starting with, with getting a few. He needs to just be play it all square from the start. <laughs> Not good with the dots. Well, I mean, that's a thing. Speaking of someone who gets strokes, when you're told you get stroke on the start of a hole, it can come up to bite you. It kind of, you know, that stroke, that dot pressure. Maybe Scotty has a little bit of that. So. Um, yeah, it could be it could be an issue there with with, with the, Mr. Shuffler. It's astounding the year he's had T degree. Just astounding. It's just got to be just killing him inside. That the guy should have won like ten times and like maybe a major or two. Do you think he's going the to the broom this the week? Uh, no, I don't. I don't. What would he? What would? What if he showed up in Italy just doing the broom? Like Phil's trying the new driver at Oakland Hills and all that stuff. It's like, what would ZJ say? It's like, Cap, I'm going to the broom this week. I'm just playing around. It could be. Maybe it may be required by that point. We'll see. Um, all right. So that's that's your is that your event of the week? The tour championship? No, I can't. We have the D D Real Czech Masters. I think it's the senior women's open. The Champions Tour. That we got that at Waverly. Oh, actually, maybe I'll have to go Corn Ferry. Corn Ferry, the first round of the playoffs in Boise, Idaho, right? They're in Boise this week. Albertsons. Yeah, Yeah, I I love that. You know, this is a a great event um, in a a part of the country that is uh, that never sees pro golf outside of this event. So, no. So that's it. Boise's. I hear Boise's in New San Francisco, too. It's just uh, a bustling, you know, bustling, busy place. It's just an up and coming city. Did you really hear that? Yeah, everybody's moving there. From somebody? People like legit. Come on. Boise's one of the fastest growing cities in the country. I don't I wouldn't dispute that. I just was wondering if you actually heard that. Yeah, no, it's I it's where a ton of, of people are uh, are fleeing Central California for. Okay. I suspect the politics are a little different than than uh, San Francisco, but maybe maybe I'm wrong there. All um, right, so right okay, now, so that's your current, event of the week. Current is- metro population is four hundred seventy thousand. Last year, it was four sixty two, and the year before that, it was four fifty five. It's good growth. They're picking up right. seven thousand so people a, a, a year. They're, they're adding. 
All right. So you've got the Tour Championship, the Ally Challenge, the D&D Real Checkmasters, the U.S. Senior Women's Open. Uh, a pretty full schedule. They're showing international series events in England where like kind of the live guys are getting some reps. On the LPGA, we have the CPKC Women's Open. Sorry, you're ripping through the schedule of the week here. Uh, it's a quick one. So that's your schedule for the week. It's all over Golf Channel at various times. Uh, but U.S. Women, Senior Women's Open nudged, edged out by Albertson's Boise, which is primetime golf. That's like on at 9.30 and stuff, uh, as is the Senior Women's Open, 10 p.m. Um, do you have a pick for the Tour Championship? Are um, we doing are the we shadows doing leaderboard? Shadow leaderboard? <laughs> which leaderboard are we doing? Let's do shadow. Come on. We can't. We, we need to uphold the integrity of, of the scores. Okay. We're doing the, the real tournament, not the, not the handicap. Everybody's at zero. Yes. The OWGR shadow leaderboard is what we're operating under. I'm going with Max Homa. Uh, I have him. I'm taking him in my actual one and done pick. Uh, where is it, I'm, very, you, I'm in is third. You, I need a big week. Is it a, is it a shadow what? leaderboard or the actual leaderboard? Uh, I think it's the actual. Which That's is, rough. I've lodged a complaint about that. It's it's ridiculous. But yes, I've lodged a complaint, and I was soundly. Re- I've got some interesting people in this one and done. Some NFL assistant coaches and wow. some others that name dropping. Like, and, and I once who's the, who I was the one guy? This. Who's the defensive coordinator? Is that is that is that the guy that's in it? You talked about him on the pod last year. There's one, yeah, Dick LeBeau. Dick LeBeau is in one, I believe in it. Uh, there's a couple others. Um, and I uh, I proposed this once, and I was roundly shouted down as if I had lost my mind, that we shouldn't start with, with have to pick guys that are starting with three and four shot leads. But I, I'm taking Homa this week. <laughs> Since this has mind. no Where meaning whatsoever on, on, my, uh, on my life, I guess, this pick. You know who yeah. I'm going to take? Yeah. Who's going to rise up and win this tournament on the shadow leaderboard and and get nothing for it? Who? Just a guy. Russ Henley. Speed. Oh God. He wins it. Wins the tournament. It'd be just such a perfect, perfect oh, situation. God. I mean, Xander's a hard guy to pick against if it's the sh- if it's the shadow leaderboard. I feel like he's won the yeah. shadow leaderboard oh, like yeah. three times. He's just like the king of Eastlake. The Earl of Eastlake is Xander. I He's guess I'll go Xander. Xander for the shadow term. leaderboard. Okay. He always okay. plays That's well a good here. Pick. Just a guy. Just a guy winning the shadow board and, and finishing whatever, like T11 would be <laughs> kind of amusing. Because he's even par. He's all the way down. He's way down there. So. Do you think, he has zero chance. Do you think he has zero chance? He's plus fifteen thousand on the betting odds. Can I just a guy? Can I ask you? Can I ask you a question? Yes, you are, you you may. If Rory was if Rory was even, would you say he had no chance? Um, uh, no chance is so declarative. <laughs> I I would say like one percent. <laughs> All right. So basically, no chance. If Rom, like I said, do I have? I think he has a chance to chase the guy at ten, but it's the other twenty nine <laughs> or whatever twenty six who are starting ahead of him. Like I think he can make up the ten shots, but it's the other guy. That's, that's the problem. That's the thing about the problem with this is the burden of not. It's not just beating the one guy by a lot. It's beating like, yeah. you know, eleven guys by a lot of shots. 
It's like right. hard enough. I mean, in Monahan's in Monahan's little speech, he talked about this is a good segue. He talked about how many tournaments were decided by one shot or playoffs. I mean, it's like all these tournaments, and you can't do that and then be like, "This is a good system that anybody can achieve," because they can't. I mean, it'd be one thing if this tournament was eight rounds long. If it was eight rounds long, I would say somebody at even par might be able to like get out and get ahead. Can you imagine eight rounds in August in Atlanta? I'd say whoever finishes across the finish thirty-six holes a day completes it. <laughs> Can you imagine? They you, should do that. You imagine the septic tank at the end of the end of the eighth round. <laughs> You'd be down twenty-five pounds. It'd be, it's like that old Pinehurst event that was eight rounds at World Challenge or whatever it was. It'd be amazing. Oh God. Uh, yeah, Big J did his press conference. We rarely hear from him. Uh, it, it wasn't just Big J. It was Tyler Dennis as well. I feel Tyler like, got, I feel I, like I Tyler know, Dennis. would just do head nods to each I feel like this was other. a... Tyler would take a couple questions. This was opening up the potential for Jay to run new co and Tyler Dennis to take over as commissioner. That's why they had them both up there. Uh, maybe. Maybe. I... It was interesting. Yeah, it was like, why why can't the commissioner speak on all these matters? Like, you, why are you pumping it to uh, Tyler Dennis for to, to give his take on East Lake renovations or negotiations or how the DP World Tour fits into the schedule or other like kind of matters? Did you like Tyler uh, Dennis? Yeah. He was fine. Yeah, he seemed fine. I thought. I thought Jay was pretty good until it got to question time. But but Jay's like 19-minute spiel at the top presented a very strong case for the health of the PGA Tour and the work he's done. Uh, I thought the transition from the wildfires in Maui to everyone starting at zero at the Century Tournament of Mostly Champions and then pursue, you know pursuing record bonus pools, like it was back-to-back sentences, was not the slickest, was not the uh, most... Uh, the uh, best look for uh contr- you know contrast you know I, I understand he has to call out the wildfires and how they've been an inspiration and support but then going to and everyone will be at zero for the first time in a while starting at Capilou was tough but otherwise i thought he was fine he did a good job like he's done what stuck out to me was like the tour i mean was humming, doing great, playing for more money than ever. Uh, and they had this once-in-a-lifetime threat come along, this tidal wave, and they just like got they weren't ready for it and they got bounced. Like the tour was not in dire straits, was not doing poorly. Um, they just weren't ready for a challenger. And uh now I don't know if they still are. We'll see what happens uh going into next year. Um, because a lot has changed since this press conference he gave a year ago. Um, then questions started, and um, he said a lot of words, not answering questions. The end of live, the the end of live was a hilarious non-answer. Just well, like to be fair, I don't think he can answer nothing. Answer him totally, totally. Like they haven't gotten it figured out. I, out. I just would say I don't know. Um, a big one that stuck out to me is him talking about 
positive outcomes for the PGA Tour. The positive outcome for the PGA Tour. Um, that did not seem to acknowledge that the positive outcome for the PGA Tour is for sure with the Saudi PIF, is what I would say. Um, it's likely, he says, that's the only deal they're focused on. But this, and I think Eamon asked a question about it, this alternate source of investment, which, you know, some guys have explored, we've heard, you know, Patrick Cantlay and others, seems to potentially be out there. Um, I think the positive outcome language is a, uh, a artful dodge. And there was a lot of talk about good faith as well. Like we're operating good faith and the Saudis are operating good faith and we want to get this deal done. Um, but uh, yeah, I think that positive outcome language is, is sort of a dodge that, hey, maybe we have a billion dollars from somewhere else too. But leaving that door open, that they probably are talking to other sources, I would suggest. Yeah, the way I understand uh, the situation is that they have a very, very healthy offer from the PIF that is, um, you know, it, it values the PGA Tour at a extremely high value. Now, the issue with going like and everybody's like, well, why don't you just go get the same money from other out uh, other sources? Those other sources are not placing the premium, the same premium value on the PGA Tour as PIF is. I think the other thing about when you go with the Saudi money and, and this is just this is I'm just trying to this is not I do not mean to just you know, push these, the moral conundrum, the moral aspects of this, the moral uh, issues with Saudi Arabia aside here. I'm just talking about dollars and cents here. Right. And, and, you know, strategy. If you, if you go, which does, which does like by its very nature though, also push yes. those aside. I'm not saying you are, but like, that's what I just, yeah, I'm, I'm just trying to, very nature. It's pushing I'm just trying aside. to contextualize yeah. what's going on in a business sense here. Um, when you go with the, when you go, if you went with the other, uh, financing option, you might not get as big of a valuation. So you're giving up more, more of the company for less money and you do not eliminate your competitor that has, that was just ready to give you multiple billions That's, of dollars that could yeah. turn around and reinvest those billions of dollars into their com- competitor which you know if if they put let's just say live puts 2 billion back into their their product and and starts acquiring players with 2 more billion dollars who's who's going right you know more guys are going um, um yeah. and that's the tricky that's the yeah, tricky I, thing here think- right it's like, sure, you can go get other money, but that doesn't guarantee that you're you're not going to get as good a value out of that money. And B, your competitor might walk away pretty pissed off that you didn't go with their offer. And they might they might go and say, hey, we were we were ready put X billion into the PGA tour for X percentage. Why don't we just double that into our own product and just kill them? wipe them off the face of the earth. 
Well, I mean, that's the key distinction here between another alternate source. Is the other alternate source a private equity firm that's yes. <laughs> trying to like compete with you at present and could will probably compete with you and maybe want to take you down farther, further uh, in the future? No. But um, I, I saw a lot of chatter, though, that suggested you know, positive outcome is, is leaving the door open for something else. It does seem like they're laser focused, to use his term, on getting the deal done, even though he couldn't you know, commit to it being done by January 1st. He's, you know, they're trying and that's the full steam ahead and all that, but he's not going to say it declaratively. Although he did say something like, I am certain of it. It is certain. I see it. And like, to be honest with you, um, I see it and I'm certain of it was his quote uh, on the deal getting done. There's nothing that Jay Monahan said, like in the past year, like, I don't think you can put stock in what he says anymore right now. Um, that's not to suggest he's not trying and he's not saying it honestly or what, what he believes to be true, but you know, uh, he's had to reverse course on a, a lot of things. And, um, I, I that's not necessarily a, a complete dig at him, but it, it's hard to take, um, well, everything I, he says in the present at, at face value or how it's going to shake out. It's also like, I, I, I've been very hard on Javon Head, but he's not in like exactly like an easy position here, and Terrible. and a lot of it he is he has yeah. done to himself. I'm not, but like, you know, if if a if a guy that's you know owns a company goes out and starts raising money to fend off a competitor, you know what he doesn't have to do like all through the process is talk to press. And like give answers and then get like be under fire when he doesn't talk. Like he's not in an easy position because like there's so much stuff up in the air here. Um, you know, usually people will talk after a deal's done, right? They aren't talking while negotiations are going on. It's just a it's a difficult situation. It's like, you know, kind of like the way you could think about it in another sport is like free agency, right? Is like somebody might say something at the beginning of free agency, but while they're negotiating between two or three teams, they aren't like, you know, getting press conferences called where they're having to comment on like, are, do you think you're going to be a well, New York Nick? <laughs> well, I don't know. Like, A well, lot of the answers would be like, I, I don't this... know. Well, yeah. And I think this goes back to um, sort of the disaster of a rollout. Yes. That this deal has been. In January, June 6th, I should say. It's not January 6th. Whoops. Uh, June 6th. Um, yeah, like that, That like, look, we saw some of the documents disclosed in the Senate hearings. It seemed like the, the PIF advisor uh, was really pushing, like, we need to get this out now so others don't leak it. And uh, it's just kind of been a, a, a mess since then. And, and a lot of people have involved in it have admitted to that. And the messaging has been a mess, too. Um, I just want to read his his quote because in in text it's hilarious. Um, Live golf, will it end? Like this is what he has to say. It's just exactly to your point about how he's got to talk about yeah, this without like, knowing much. Yeah, no clue. Live golf, will it end? He goes uh, specifically on live golf. In your mind, does that exist in two, three, five years time? Because that would seem contrary to the development plans you're speaking about for your own tour, Jay. I think there are a lot of questions that are specific questions that are going to come and have to come <laughs> as it relates and have to come to others as it relates to elements of what is in the framework agreement and elements of what we're talking about. I'm not going to talk publicly about them until we've completed those discussions. And I can answer that question specifically and directly. 
I mean, that took like a minute in real time, but just talking about the elements and the questions and the questions of elements and specifically and directly, it was kind of amusing. Uh, but, you know, that's kind of the spot he's in right now as it relates to uh, the future of his tour and having to answer questions that a lot of people have. So, one of my favorite, uh, anything else one of my favorite parts early was when he talked about, uh, I took a screenshot of this. I just had to, to save it to... Uh, was when he talked about uh, when he kind of took ESPN Plus as subscriber uh, demo and, and, oh, and equated it to the hilarious. Tour, yes. <laughs> 25 million PGA Tour live subscribers on ESPN Plus. It's like it, that's the that's how many subscribers are to ESPN Plus, not PGA Tour live. And 60% of those subscribers are under the age of 35. Watching the UFC, not not the not the uh, Bob Hope round one. They're watching the UFC, but that was also in that he said PGA Tour Live has been the most watched live sports content on ESPN Plus. Well, like it's on for a hundred hours a week. Like it's like the UFC fights like three hours a week, or the NBA games three hours. Like yeah. It's core, like most like what are you talking about per capita or what are we saying here? A most what like I thought that was amusing. I did like this is worth having fun with some of the like that was they're, they're framing statistics for their own messaging, but I thought the message was overall positive. Like I think it's a healthy tour that he's he's uh, or healthy, I don't know, healthy arrangement that he's um, you know progressed during his time, but. Um, yeah, the, the averages and some of the stats they were throwing were hilarious. Um, what else did he have? Anything else from his uh, his, his press conference that amused you? The, the, I just all think, on that with the media deals. He, I, I think getting this deal across the delay. A, a, across the uh, finish line is all about just. I, it seems like there's a little bit of a a deadlock in in the in the player vote. Uh huh. And it, yeah, there needs to be yeah, there needs to be something. This is the downside to going to six, is that you could have deadlock. Yep. You could have literal ties, and it seems like that's what's right now one of the the issues with this uh, framework agreement is that the sides are are kind of locked and um and not necessarily uh. You know, I don't know how you move move from that when three when it's three and three. Playoff Pat. Um, well, yeah, I don't know who's right, and like I'm not speaking of him specifically, but I am on the past statements. We've seen Peppy Peter just go. He wakes up one day and he's this way, and he wakes up the next day and he's the other way. So like you, think, you got, you know, you may have a meeting and he's all for the vote and then you have the next meeting he's against them. So like that is a thing that's probably needing to be navigated while Jay also has to talk about it publicly. I mean, I don't if, know that Peppy Peter's Peppy, done that on Peppy, this. But if Peppy just Peter's uh, on your side of the fence, you got to be calling him all the time to make sure he's in lockstep. I mean, <laughs> this is like a it's kind of like a, a succession si- situation here where, where they're going oh, to yeah. the votes yeah and yeah. then on the other side if you're trying to convince playoff pat i think you gotta just you just gotta say hey we're gonna we're gonna cut you out a big we're gonna cut you out a big chunk of this money you're gonna be taken care oh, of god you almost That's gotta buy it you have like justine 
And then you've got Justine Reed's like or live, you know, use golf facts allegations coming to light, shouting about how the pack members are being, you know, chipped off extra money and stuff like that. I mean, that seems not like the best scenario, but maybe that's what's needed to get the deal done. Uh, Monahan, this was a this one got a lot of play on golf Twitter. Said they want to use some of the PIF investment money to reduce commercial load inventory on broadcast, which you know may in fact be true, but also feels like. Uh, hey, golf Twitter, like you pay no attention to like this deal we're doing with maybe the moral rights or moral, you know, issues. And here you go. You're going to have less commercials. Like it's a nice little piece of, uh, uh, of positive news to throw it at some of the crew. Instead of the commercials, it'll be like a feature 20 minute uh, part from from the city of Jeddah tourism, you know, be- buddies trips, <laughs> buddies trips to uh, Jeddah. <laughs> Golf trips you can take to, to One, some of these new courses. You'll have to watch. You'll have to watch a uh, an episode of a of a travel show there, a thirty minute teaser of yeah. a buddy's trip yep. to Jeddah. Uh, so yeah, you think the votes are locked right now? It's not. I mean, it sounds. I mean, who knows? Reading it's, tea it's, leaves. It's it's uh, just a lot of. Yeah, it seems like. Well, I mean, this is the problem. This is why most committees. This is why boards are structured in odd numbers. It's to avoid these locks. So when you add, I mean, it's almost like they need to add another seat just to get to seven so they don't have this this problem. And then you, on the other side, you have the efficiency of authoritarianism. The Saudi is just saying, well, you know, there's one, one voice and we just, you know, this is what we're going to do. So, all right. Uh, any news, to, you know, Uh, Justin Thomas is playing the Fortinet Championship, which oh. is in between the announcement of the captain's picks and the Ryder Cup. Do you read anything into that? That it means he's going to get a captain's pick or what? Uh, some people are reading the tea leaves on that. That means he's going to have to stay sharp. He's getting reps after getting picked. Um, I mean, I would love if it was like, hey, I'm just going to go earn my way into the designated events by doing being top 10 in the fall. like. You know, that should be something that he can sleep through, right? Like that would be awesome. And again, that would be that would be an amazing outcome for the PGA Tour and the start of this this whole new system, right? Is if he did that, if that's why he's going to the Fortinet. Maybe he just wants to go hang out in uh, wine country and sip on some wine. Snap. I can't wait. I'm going to go up to that tournament for a couple of days. You know, I can't wait for it. It's going to be delightful up there. Say hello. All right. Yeah, it's good. I mean, what do this, you read this into is it? The byproduct of a fall. Uh, I think it's more like I need to play golf, and it's going to be a month or so since I've played golf. I don't think it means he's getting picked, but it's fun to say that on Twitter. Uh, and then the most important news of the day, and we have to maybe issue a disclaimer: we are in no way affiliated with our friends uh, of the with the Cortex and the Triton and all these others. Um, and the Dyna Power. We are not affiliated and we are not paid to say anything nice about them. I'm not sure we need to disclaim that or not. But my golf spy, totally unbranded, uh, blinded, number one fairway woods, my golf spy testing, number one, the Wilson Dyna Power. <laughs> number one. I'm telling Came you. in with a 90, just edged out the Stealth 2. Tailor made. 
I'm telling you. How about that? Those, Wilson the driver was good. I tested the driver when I did my. I still got to put that up on Instagram, <laughs> by the way. But I tested that. It was fall. it was That's hot. Fall content. It was hot. In a good way. In a legal way. Maybe hot maybe they'll send way. us some fairway woods. I I want I want I need some new fairway woods. Breaking news number one in my golf spy. All right. Good. We were on the Dynapower early. You know, people say we we had faith before the testing. We were in early. Uh, all right. Everyone enjoy your Wednesdays. We'll be back more Friday. Check in on some of these events. Get you up to speed on KFT, Ryder Cup, Solheim Cup picks going on right now. We'll talk to you on Friday.